man. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to stop. Um, Everybody, wow. First of all, let me just let me just get this part done with. Yeah. Uh, welcome to That's the Spirit Podcast. Welcome, I'm Steph. Welcome, That's Robin. Welcome, welcome. We uh, we're in a pretty weird zone. We're in a weird headspace. Um, we saw cats. Guys, we saw it. The movie. The movie and the am. Uh, it was easily one of the toughest days. It was one of For the me. hardest experiences. Yeah. I feel like I've put my my mind through. Yeah. Yeah. It uh everyone there's really nothing we can say unless you what uh, until is you see there it. to say. I will say that there is a a re-released version that we don't did not see, see don't see the fixed version if you can avoid it uh what you'll be able to enjoy if you see the original is judy dench's just human hand mm-hmm. with a wedding ring on it yep uh, a man just wearing glasses standing near the people who are playing cats just in the movie mm-hmm. uh a human woman with cat colors all around her but no yep. fur yep um oh a lot of sneakers Tons a of lot sneakers. Of just men wearing sneakers. Also, dancing. just glitchy stuff where like the face moves, but the cat part of the that face. That was the most upsetting part for me. Yeah, for real. Like that. There's was, a lot um, of when Bilbo Baggins like needs the ring and his face warps. Mm-hmm. That happened to every single cat and cats. I couldn't look at Judy Dench's face, and I'm not Mm-mm. exaggerating when I say that. Where I. Had my face covered every time she came on screen until the last few minutes. And even then, that was tough. Yeah. She's so scary. She's very frightening. I, they've done her wrong, I'd say. She shouldn't have been involved in this. She None of them should have been involved in this. And I, I wouldn't blame them all if they just kind of glossed it over, went dark in their for a couple histories. months. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. It... it was so we've never been to a movie where people were just screaming. I was screaming out loud at the screen. Yeah, same throughout. And we were one of the the whole theater was doing it. I remember at one point when Judy Dench was like walking up to another cat just screaming no. Yeah, screaming it's no. So scary. Screaming what? And um, 10 minutes in I turned to Steph and I said, "Is it almost over?" and she said, "Not even close." Not even close. Not even close. Uh there's, I will say that Idris Elba plays a cat named McCavity who is magic, but we don't really get why or what the magic is. And in order to cast it, he, he just goes, McCavity, McCavity. But, is but he not only even, does it once. He only does that once. Other times he's just going, meow. Yeah, or, he goes, meow. Or he <laughs> just goes, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But when he says his name to cast it, it's as if he's trying, it's like, McCavity. He's like, McCavity. Yeah. McCavity. <laughs> it's just like the rules change every second. The scale of objects is insane. Unhinged. Unbelievable. Anyway, go see cats. I don't know what to say. I like, I did feel like I was trapped in a prison of the mind. It wasn't a good feeling. It was so hot in the theater. Oh my god, Robin I started and I, taking my shoes off yes. at one point. It was so hot. Robin and I left a panic and had to go to the bathroom after the film to get the mascara off our mm-hmm. face because we were cry laughing. I was and sobbing. Crying, actually crying. Yeah. 
the whole movie. Just crying. Um, just fully People crying. People were leaving One man stood up with his wife and said, this is too insane, and left. Uh, <laughs> and you, you gotta see it. God, it was go a see wild it. ride. I, I mean, I off, I kind of, I don't want to do this, but like, if I had expected anything other than what we, I fully expected it. I was exceeded it. my expectations. I was not expecting. But it if to I be wanted it, if I thought it was going to be a good movie, this is the kind of thing where I'd want my money back. Do you know? Yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. For I sure. but I went in knowing it was going to be heinous. I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't know it was going to be scary. Yeah, it was really scary. The cats were too small by a lot. Really, really, really scary. This yeah. is a horror, horror film. It was a body horror yeah, movie. By, I mean, any way you slice it, he really he, he fucked did it, he did it up. all wrong. And still, though, I, I mean, I'm glad it does exist. I'm glad that we can all, as a culture, share in the experience of being horrified by this thing. What I will do is say this is a great time to check out the West End version mm. on YouTube because yeah. it is very good. Yeah. And fun to Definitely watch. Definitely watch all of Cats the musical. By good I mean it's as good as Cats can be. Yeah. And uh, it, it is very fun. Yeah. Watch it on YouTube. It's great. Here's a, a moment that was glossed over. Rice pudding. Rice pudding. Mm-hmm. Guess what? None of it was sung well. Oof. I'll go ahead and say... That just reminded me of that one point they're pouring champagne into a swirling horrible. vortex of James Corden's mouth. What really horrible. Sorry. Just none of it was sung well. The whole the whole thing. I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, memory was... Um, Except for that one man. That one man who had to carry the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one man guy. Uh, poor guy. I hope, he's, hope he bounces back yeah, from this. He got paid. You yeah, know. he got paid. Did he, though? Because this is not grossing well. They still had to pay him, right? <laughs> Yeah. The actors get paid no matter what, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I but think so. Um, I feel like they have to. They do, they do, they do. I don't. I wonder though if contractually, after the film makes a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. they get paid a little more. Sometimes yeah, it's maybe. worked out that way. Yeah. Um, so you get like a base. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you make a little more if it does really well. I don't think they're gonna get that. I don't know. I don't know. And there's no way to know. There's really no way to know. Uh, in a way, the payment was being able to be a cat. That was. Uh, they paid. They paid. With they paid that. a hefty price yeah. to be in cats. Oh, so bad. The real. The real disservice was to Ian McKellen and Judith Dench. You know they. I. <sighs> I know they couldn't have known it was going to be this bad, but I wish they hadn't done this. Yeah, I can't believe they've done this. I really can't. Um, Ian did his darndest. Seeing him come on screen after being assaulted with Judy did feel like a break. I was so relieved when I heard his voice. Yeah, I don't know. It's horrible. It was Um, very horrible. We hope you had a good holiday season. Yeah, Merry Crumbus. I hope you all got scared. I hope you all got scared. Hope you've been scared. This will come out on the 31st. (gasps) Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Boo Year. Year. Do you have any resolutions? Um, I guess mine would be to continue doing at-home physical therapy for my bum knees. 
Um, and also just, just stop eating so bad. Yeah, that's definitely one of mine as well. Also to stop spending so much money. Saving dollars. Yeah. Eating healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, making creations. Yeah, that's a really good one. Making creations. Um, and my mental health. Yeah. Is another All pretty really good, good one. Ones. Also, if this uh, gets fucked up and you miss the whole thing that we just said, since about I don't cats. know what's happening, this is that spirit podcast. Welcome. Today we eat a lot about cats. Yeah, we've got a lot to say about cats. Oh boy, do we. If, um, if any of wow. it get lost, you can email us. We might yeah. not be ready to talk about it, but we'll see. Yeah, and then, I mean, you could even, depending on how the email goes, you could call us up and we'll tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was uh, a journey. Yeah. I'm Ooh. I'm not okay from it. No, last night I left feeling scared. I felt like I had the flu. We all we felt we, we felt like, sick. We were all like shivering. Yeah, we felt like we had the flu. We felt very degrees sick in the theater. I almost we were like, sweating. Took my sweater off. My so hands hot. were wet the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, in. A, I had a fever the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It was so sweaty and hot. Is horrible. Oh, and then horrible. the second we left, we were just like, "Well, we have to go right now to do karaoke." Yeah, which we did, and it did heal yeah, us. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty for good. An hour. Pretty like, good. Healed us. And then just called it. Called it a night. I will say, I came back here and was up for several more hours just because I had to get the insanity. I out. just laid in bed, being like, "What is going on?" As I told here? you, I just laid on the ground in here. Yeah, it there was, was nothing else to be done. Too much to really. Yeah, there's. I. Th- we can't even get into it. It's hard to describe unless you've seen specifically the broken version of cats. Yeah. I honestly don't think they're going to fix it that much. How much could they fix it in like two weeks? They can't. No. They can't. In and two any days. resources that they should have, they should have put the resources and money that they spent into fixing it into the original thing. Yes. I don't even feel bad for them. I don't, oh my God, at no, all. I don't feel bad for them at all. Mm-mm. Do you have a guy for me? Or do you want me to go? Who went first last time? I think you did. I don't give remember me a guy. though. Why don't you give me Wait, a guy? I don't remember. What do we do? What do we do? Oh, you did, because then I did Tom Slick. <gasps> Tom Slick, Monster yeah. Hunter. Husband. All right. We well, I'm doing kind of a a big one. <gasps> All right. Um, well. and I'm doing well. Well. I'm not going to get into all of it because it's so much. This could be, I will say, this could be like a a three-parter. Okay. But I'm just going to do it. I love these ones when you got a big research guy for me. I'm doing (gasps) fairies. Stephanie, what? You heard it here first. You're telling me? All right. Also called fae. Yeah. Or fairy. Spelled in many different ways. Um, it's a big one because it, it's a heavy hitter because it could be so many things. Well, yeah. But I'm specifically going to cover, uh, well, I'll, well, I'll tell you later. Tell me. What's a fairy, you ask? It's a mythical being or legend, creature in European folklore. Particularly uh, Celtic, Slavic, German, English, and French folklore. A form of a spirit, mm-hmm. often described as metaphysical, supernatural, or preternatural. Natural. Um, 
the origins for these things are all over the place. Folk mm-hmm. belief, but also like you know how a lot of folk beliefs were just kind of absorbed by Christian tradition. That happened as well. Yeah. Um, you know, pagan belief systems just kind of getting fucked up into Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the elements, things like that, mm. all wrapped up in fairy. Uh, specifically, though, these creatures are magical, and they they tend to look like people. They look like you and yeah. I. Yeah. They're tiny. Oh, like the cats from Cats. They're smallies. They're magical. Mm-hmm. They have a penchant for trickery. Well, sure. They're just like the cats from Cats. Yeah. Um, you know, you may hear a goblin. You may hear a gnome here and there. Um, I think that all of these beings were com- different and then were kind of rolled into one ball mm. when pagan traditions were kind of just like summed up really vague. Yeah. Um, so the recurring motif, uh, is that you need to ward them off nowadays, that they're not technically our friends. Okay. And they're not really our foes, but you don't really want to meddle with a fairy. They're just like tricksters. Yeah. They'll fuck with you. They're going to fuck with you. If you want to tango with a fairy, you're you're going to lose the dance. Oh, boy. All right. And you didn't even know that you could could lose the dance. Um, There are different charms, which I'll get into. Um, Some of them just really quickly are like church bells, wearing clothing inside out. Oh, okay. Four-leaf clovers and different kinds of food, specifically bread. Oh, I know, which is wonderful for me. Um, Fairies also sometimes are thought to haunt specific locations Mm -hmm. and can lead travelers astray, like will-o'-the-wisps. Yeah. Um, Before the advent of modern medicine, fairies were also blamed for sicknesses, Mm. especially um, like congenital birth defects and stuff like that. Um, And TB. Well... It so, doesn't seem like they're... All right. For me, that's very personal. Yeah. Uh, fairies also were a common theme in Renaissance literature and romantic Ooh. art, obviously. During the Victorian and Edwardian era, like, even Shakespeare writes about fairies a lot. Like, all over Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Just, like, all the frig over. Who's mm-hmm. your favorite fairy? Who's my favorite fairy? Mm-hmm. Man, I, I want to say the fairies from... Fairy tale, a true story. Hmm. One of the one of six DVDs I own. I don't know. You know, I do like uh, I like Puck. I think that's a fun yeah. one. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. To uh, who's your favorite fairy? I don't know. I don't know. For me, I will say that covering fairies, it almost didn't occur to me because of how pervasive, how much fairies to me how obviously real they were for how for so long. Yeah. Um, my mom used to I was fully convinced that fairies were real in every everywhere around me my entire childhood. To any little girl, any little boy, my mom will if she's like watching them or playing with them, she will tell them that she used to be one. But that she had to give up her wings because she wanted to have a family. And then she'll say, well, I know them. And they live in the forest. And they're right there. And all the time, like every time that kids are playing with her, eventually they'll be like, I saw one. It's right there. (laughs) And I'll be like, 
where? They'll be like, right there. And they'll be like, okay, I, I believe you. That. Yeah, so, so they just fully start believing in them, which is how I was yeah. as a child. Of course. I thought they were real. Um, and my mom still gets me, like, fairy things ever now and again. Yeah. Because uh, it's our, our special thing. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess just every fairy is my favorite fairy. <laughs> I'm not so into Tinkerbell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I don't like, like, a pouty, sexy baby fairy. No. You know? No. Um, yeah, I, I like, like a, a, an angry fairy queen, like a Queen Mab. Yeah. That's a fun one. And I like a leprechaun. <gasps> and I would, talking I would count those. About a little green goblin man. You, I steals. truly am. That's a fae being, if ever I did see yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I like a leprechaun. I think they're very fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in, in terms of how they look, basically, they look like us. They're diminutive. Sure. A lot of them have wings. Um, but also, they, they can be very tiny, or they can be the size of a human child. Ew. And I'll get into <laughs> no. that. I'll get into that later, but that kind of falls under changelings yeah which really do scare which me. are very 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 scary mm-hmm. to me yeah um the small size is actually rooted in something that i'll get into as as, oh. as well okay. um also it it could be magically assumed instead of just a constant they could be deciding to be small yeah yeah wouldn't we all love to have that power yeah um, so they could, like, expand their figures to imitate humans if they wanted. Wow, that is scary. Uh, an, on Orkney, Scotland, oh, which yeah. is the fish folk. Fish folk. Um, Shout out. Is it the fish folk? It is. Yeah. Fin folk. Fin folk. I yeah, always just always, go yeah. right, right on the right nose now. with it. Um, fairies were described as short in stature, dressed in dark gray, sometimes seen in armor. Ooh, which is that fun. is cool. Tiny, tiny armor. In some folklore, fairies have green eyes. Some depictions show them with footwear, others as barefoot. Wings, while common in Victorian and later artwork, are rare in folklore. Okay. Which I actually, uh, you know, that tracks with things like hobgoblins and little people that lived, like leprechauns don't have wings, like that kind of thing. Yeah, just running Um, around. Fairies flew by means of magic, so they didn't need them. Cool. Sometimes perched on ragwort stems or the backs of birds. I love a I love fairy it. riding a bird. Or but or like dragonflies or butterflies. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, that's so cute. Yeah, I just love them so much. Uh, so in folklore in Ireland, the mythic, I can't say this, Aesidi, or little folk, have come to a modern meaning um, somewhat inclusive of fairies. Mm. So like little elves, leprechauns, all of it is fairies. This is so dumb, but in, like, Christian mythology, mm-hmm. fairies are, like, fallen angels or demoted angels, which I'm like, that's so stupid. Let them just be their own thing. It's so dumb. Yeah. I don't get it. They're their own Um. Guy. Yeah, or, like, you know, related to witches and sorcerers who had, uh, like, familiar spirits. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, they were just demoted angels, which is... Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. I feel like a lot of stuff in Christianity is like, yeah, uh, yeah. some kind of angel, but different. Exactly. That's probably where the wings came in. Mm. So 
There's another idea about the smallness, which is that these are actually demoted pagan deities. So mm-hmm. at one time it was thought that fairies were originally worshipped as minor deities like nymphs and tree spirits. Um, especially with like the Christian church coming into into play. Mm-hmm. Um Truly, the, the thought is that these deities had to shrink down literally and also in the minds and hearts. Aww. I know. Isn't that sad? Yes, yes. Many um, deprecated deities of older folklore and myth were repurposed as fairies in Victorian okay. fiction, like in Yeats, for example. Yeah. Yeats. Yeah. Yeats. I don't know why I said Yeats. Well, you know, you're reading. Mm-hmm. Probably just going and also because all the kids are saying yeet and I don't know what it oh, means. Oh yeah, I'm gonna if I say anything about it, I'm gonna sound so old. I already am. I think it's a Fortnite thing. I don't and know. I don't know what that even means. Fairies or demons okay. is another thing that could be true, which it, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. Um, but there is a thing with fairies being like spitting on the church and being like, I don't care. Mm. Like in A Midsummer Night's Dream, Oberon says that neither he nor his court fear the church bells, which is like sick. Fucking tight. Um, it is fucking tight. They also could be spirits of the dead. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We just don't know. With unfinished lives. Fuck. One tale recounts a man caught by the fairies, so they could also catch and trick you who found that whenever he looked steadily at a fairy, it appeared as a dead neighbor of his. Oh, my God. Yeah. Awful. This one's pretty common, actually. Um, A hidden people. There is a theory. The fairy folklore evolved from folk memories of a prehistoric race. Newcomers superseded a body of earlier human or humanoid peoples, and the memories of this defeated race developed into modern conceptions of fairies. Proponents find support in the tradition of cold iron as a charm against fairies, viewed as a cultural memory of invaders with iron weapons displacing people who had just uh, had, like, stone, bone, wood, etc., shells at their disposal, and were easily defeated. In the 19th century, an archaeologist uncovered underground rooms in the Orkney... Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to our uh, Finfolk episode, that's in Scotland, an mm. island in Scotland. Islands that resemble the Elfland described in Childe, Roland, I don't know what that is, which lent additional support. In folklore, flint arrowheads from the Stone Age were attributed to the fairies as elf shoot. <laughs> wow. While their green that. clothing and underground homes spoke to a need for camouflage and covert shelter. So in some things, in some, uh, they're sometimes characterized as wearing green, I think this is Yates, green if they, if they go out in the world and socialize, and red if they don't. Okay, interesting. Which, like, you'd think the other, but... True. But no. Well, that's a fairy for you. Yeah. Do you know what they love to do? What? Tangle your hair. What? Steal things from you. Rascals. Lead you astray. Yeah. Kill you suddenly. Oh, no. It's so much worse than the others. This one says, well, okay, if you kidnap a fairy, it will kill you. Oh, of course, yeah. Consumption, ow. Ouch. Please don't. Mm Mm-hmm. But, okay, 
The reasoning behind it is a fairy would force you to go out and party all night, and then you'd get consumption. Oh. Just, like, take care of yourself, you know? I know. Rowan trees were considered sacred to fairies, Mm -hmm. and a charm tree to protect one's home was pretty much a good idea. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about um, changelings. Yeah, please. Considerable amount of lore about fairies revolves around changelings. Fairy children left in the place of stolen human babies. In particular, folklore describes how to prevent the fairies from stealing babies and substituting changelings and abducting older people as well. The theme of the swapped child is common in medieval literature and reflects concern over infants thought to be afflicted with unexplained diseases or disorders developmental disabilities like oh wait this baby was normal up until like yeah four months or a year or like it still can't talk in pre-industrial europe a peasant family's um, subsistence frequently depended upon the productive labor of each Mm. member this is also why the pied piper took all those kids was that if you couldn't pay your taxes you just gave the crown your kid. Oh, God. Because that's like a very, very, very short, dumb version of it. But these towns without children were basically because that kid's a laborer. And if you can't, if you can't pay what you're, what you're, you know, what you owe, you need to do, you need Damn. to your baby. So, um... A person who is a permanent drain on the family's scarce resources could pose a threat to the survival of the entire family. So, God. Yeah. How do you protect yourself against a fairy? I would like Wear to clothing know. inside out. I'll see what I can do. Church bells, St. John's wort, four leaf clovers, regarded as effective. In Newfoundland folklore, the most popular type of fairy protection is bread. Done. Varying from stale. To hard tack or a slice of fresh homemade bread. Done. Any variety. Great. Bread is associated with the home and the hearth as well as with industry and the taming of nature. Mm -hmm. And as such seems to be disliked by some types of fairies. Wow, all right. Hard to hear. On the other hand, in Celtic folklore, baked goods are traditionally offered to the folk. Oh, come on. As are cream and butter. Well, sure, we all want those. The prototype of food and therefore symbol of life. Bread was one of the commonest protections against fairies. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go into a fairy haunted place, customary to put a a piece of dried bread in in your pocket, (laughs) which I sometimes have. You think I don't already have pockets full of saltines? If an infant is carried out after dark, a piece of bread is wrapped in its bib or dress, and this protects it from any witchcraft Mm. or evil. Bells have also an ambiguous role. While they protect against fairies, the fairies riding on horseback, such as Fairy Queen, yeah. have bells on their harnesses. So what is right? So this may be a distinguishing trait between the Seely Court and the Unseely Court. Okay. Um, basically, like, it's... Bells can be used to protect yourself against the bad fairies. Okay. The really, really wicked ones. Yeah. Um... So, sometimes, also, like, chickens can protect you from fairies. Ooh, 
Yeah, that's, that. that's another thing. Because they'll peck them because they're bigger than them? I think it just maybe they don't like them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Other actions believed to offend fairies. Uh, brownies, known to be driven off by being given clothing. Mm-hmm. Though some folktales recounted that they would be offended by inferior quality of garments. So All right. Give them shit clothing. Give them a bad shirt. Yep. Uh, if, if they hear a complaint or a compliment. Co- neither? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll stay neutral. If you look at them too hard, they think it's an invasion of their privacy. I mean, I got to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you if you do offend them, they'll do things like thresh your corn, though, so you do Don't. have to be careful. Yeah. Don't do it. So, also, if you know a particular fairy's name, you could summon it to you and force it to do your bidding. Oh, like Darby O'Gill. Yes, yeah. exactly right. Um, it's also, they consider you saying their name an insult as well. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It is personal. Yeah. Um, so, I do want to bring up quickly. Yeah. There, I mean, there are so many stories about... Like, particular legends about kinds of fairies, you know, w- tales of interacting with a fairy, mm-hmm. like Darby O'Gill. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I just want to kind of talk about, or a couple kinds, is it goes along with this. So, it, it, it may seem like something people don't really believe in anymore, but in Ireland, people do still believe in fairies fully. Oh, boy, All the way. All the way fully believe, for, from what I remember from being there and from talking to people from there. Mm-hmm. And they have these things called fairy forts, which I know you know about. Um, there are remains of ring forts, hill forts, or other circular dwellings in Ireland. Now, these have been scientifically proven to be made as, like, early dwellings or, like... Um, Places to seek shelter during mm. fights and that kind of thing, but that does not mean that they are not sacred and magical. Mm-hmm. So, from possibly the late Iron Age to early Christian times, the island's occupants built circular structures with earth banks or ditches. Okay. Sometimes topped with wooden um, palisades and wooden frame buildings. These buildings were not durable, um, but the circular landscape around them remains. Mm. Sometimes trees also were planted around them. Yeah. So lots of interpretations. Traditional ones claim that ring forts were fairy forts imbued mm-hmm. with druid magic. Hell yeah. And believers in the fairies did not alter them. <laughs> Very important. Uh, early pre-Celtic um, inhabitants of Ireland known as the, wow, here I go, Tuatha did no there's no way that i can pronounce this um i'm just skipping it came to be seen as mythical and were associated with stories of fairies also known as the good people mm. fairy forts and prehistoric tumuli were seen as entrances to their world even cutting brush especially the white thorn which is a kind of tree beautiful okay. flowers on fairy forts was reputed to be the death of those who performed the act damn many 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 folk tales Lots of superstition, Mm -hmm. supernatural events happening at fairy forts. Real accidents which happened at ring forts could be given supernatural explanations. A man who tried to blast a a dolman suffered a septic hand. Gross. Wait, what? 
tried to blast a dolmen. Yeah, a dolmen is basically a type or of, of like um, like a tomb. Like oh, exploded. okay. So he was trying to like, yeah. Yeah. Wow, fuck. I know. Gross. Septicant, that's so, like some mummy's curse type stuff. Truly. Tradition hold that Leprechaun may allegedly know of hidden gold in a failure fort. Well, but of course. But of course they that's do. That's their whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Fairy's Revenge. Workmen were working to level earthworks in a fairy fort at Duniva. The originator of this fell apparently dead. His wife, a wise woman, brought him back to life magically. Oh, oh, oh all right. The end. Well, all right. A cow taken and restored. Wait. A farmer's best cow. Kept grazing in a fairy farm. Oh, no. It was unlucky for the cow to graze there, but the cow pined when it was prevented from going to the fairy fort. Oh, boy. One day, the farmer found the cow there with broken legs. (gasps) He killed the cow, and his family ate the meat, some fresh and some salted. A year later, the cow was seen in the fairy fort. What? The fairies told the farmer they had taken the cow because they needed the milk for their children. They had substituted an old stray horse and made the horse to be like the cow. Disgusting. The farmer took his cow home. It became very prosperous because the fairies supported him. Oh, okay. Ended up fine. Guess if you have to eat one horse, then sure. Mm Mm-hmm. An old fairy was prevented from marrying a a young girl. A rich farmer's son investigated... Why none of the cows would enter a field with a fairy fort and found an old fairy in the fort. The old fairy asked the young man to help him get a young girl for his wife. The farmer's son would not give the young girl to the old fairy, but instead married her himself. All right. As revenge, the old fairy destroyed most of the father's property. That seems rash. The farmer's son and his wife rode to the parents' house. The daughter proved who she was. The daughter had three brothers. This is all... Seems unrelated. The brothers went to the fairy fort and started digging till they found a large flat stone. Mm. The old fairy begged them to spare his house. Mm. When they spared it, he became their friend mm. and restored what he had taken. Oh, all right. Yep. It does seem like they kind of things kind of tend to work out. In 2011, the financial ruin of developer Sean Quinn was blamed on his moving a fairy fort. Yeah. Uh. Taken, 1945. This has quotes around it. I don't know if it's a movie. It's. I don't think it's the movie Taken. Mm. A woman was ill and died not long after marrying. Mm. Uh, her husband married again not a year after her being buried. Mm. The tale goes that every night in the house, somebody would come in and eat any food that was left out. One night, the man decided to stay up in the corner of the kitchen. When he did this, a woman came in the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. She told him that she'd been living in the lists in the corner of his farm where the fairies were keeping her prisoner. (gasps) She said that the fairies wouldn't allow her to eat and that the farmer must write to her people and tell them that she was in the lists with the fairies. No. She wasn't able to eat because if she did, then she would have to stay with the fairies forever until she died. Oh, my God. The farmer did as she said the next day and wrote the note. The people got the note but did nothing out of fear for what would happen to the women and the children. The farmer wrote seven sealed letters, and finally the neighbors decided 
that it would be a shame to leave the woman in the, in the list. Well, it the would. people went to a priest who told them it would be against God's law. What? To get the woman from the list. I don't understand. <laughs> he said that as, as unmoral as it would be to leave the woman in the list, it would be more unmoral to break God's law and have two wives living in this world. Why would... Why? It wouldn't matter. She could just go home. Yeah, I don't understand why. Just free her. Just free her. Was she still even alive by then? She... Okay, as the, as the tale goes, she was so upset, she just went back to the fairies and finally was like, I'll eat your fucking bread and live with them forever. <gasps> no! Yep. God Sad. damn it. That's the church's fault, and that's why the church is evil. That's really bad. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. So a fairy fort, you know. There's also the Curse of Terra, which is a well-known fairy fort, I think, where um, it's a common tourist attraction, Basically, there's, like, I think a highway that maybe started getting being built maybe in 2007 or something. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of crazy misfortune ever since they started, and it's nearby Uh Terra. So people think that it's... I mean, there's even in the Independent... Um, this is from September 1999, actually. <laughs> John Walsh, Walsh on Monday, Irish road sidetracked by the ferries right of way. Wow. Um... Yeah, so crazy. People, like, went really mad about it. Damn. Ireland suffering, let's see what this says. Ireland suffering from ancient curse of Terra and furious fairy forts. Wow. That's from 2010. Oh, my God. Still happening. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, so anyway, there's just so much more I could say about fairy forts, but, and, and fairies in general. But I wanted to just touch on them today. Yeah. Because I love them. Yeah. They are scary, but very fun. I like them. You know, Caroline always says she thinks that the Kennedy curse is because they disturbed a fairy fort. I think that she's right. I mean, there's no evidence that she's wrong. If anything, there's only evidence that she's right. God, they're so scary. Yeah, I like them. Reminds, I really like them. Reminds me of um, elves in uh, Iceland. Yeah. The belief in elves in Iceland, which I do also respect and fear. Yes. Not the belief, but the elves themselves. The elves, elves. themselves. The elves themselves. My yeah. children's book. So that was a little bit vague, but whatever. That wasn't vague at all. That was great. And I would like to revisit them at some point also if yes. you ever want to cover them more. Would love. Yeah. A particular fairy, mayhaps mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. I think you should. Oh, man, oh, boy, oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right. So to switch gears, uh, I'm going to tell you about some uh, scary things in space. <gasps> Yay! To go from the earth to the sky. Yes. Okay, these are just a couple random scary things that are out there. And facts. You know, it's a mishmash. First things. First, the Bootis Void. No. Bootis. I don't like voids. Well, you're going to hate this. It's also called the Great Nothing. Mm. It's an enormous, approximately spherical region of space containing very few galaxies. It's located in the vicinity of the constellation Bootis, hence its name. And nearly 330 million light years in diameter, which is almost like 0.3% of the diameter of the entire observable universe. What? It's really big. 
Um, the void is one of the largest known voids in the universe and is referred to as a super void. Its discovery was reported by Robert Kirshner in 1981 as part of a survey of galactic redshifts. Not not entirely sure. What's, mm-hmm. what redshift with the redshift. Okay, but, you know. Um, the center of it is approximately 700 million light years away from Earth. So it's it's far, but it's not. Seems far, could, but also it's further. like one of those numbers. It's so large that I can't even imagine I know. like what it, how that does means. That, what like what is the scale here? Yeah. Um, uh, other astronomers soon discovered that the void contained a few galaxies. In 1987, scientists published findings of eight galaxies in the void. Then no. further three galaxies I don't were discovered get it. in 1988. <laughs> then 15 more in 1989. By 97, it was known to contain 60 galaxies. So it's not a void? It is a void with galaxies in it, I guess. Are they okay? I don't think they're okay. Oh, no. Scientists ultimately approximate that there are around 2,000 galaxies in this void, which I don't really know are how voids both can just be like true. portals? I don't know. It's... A little unclear to me what a void exactly is. But maybe these are, like, dead galaxies? I don't know. According to an astronomer named Greg Aldering, the scale of the void is such that if the Milky Way had been in the center of it, we wouldn't have known there were other galaxies until the 1960s. So it's, like, huge. You can't see anything from inside of it. Um, it's been theorized that it was formed in the merger of smaller voids, much like the way in which soap bubbles coalesce to form larger bubbles. This would account... Okay, this makes sense. This would account for the small number of galaxies that populate a roughly tube-shaped region running through the middle of the void. So maybe, like in soap bubbles, when they where they connect, maybe in those spaces there are galaxies in there, like but inside one giant void... Does that make sense? No. I don't know. I'm scared. It is scary. I I can't talk about space too well. I'm scared. Uh-oh. Well, there's <laughs> space more. Space is so scary. It is scary. Ah. All right, next up, here's a fact. The night sky will eventually just be all black. No. The night sky on Earth will change dramatically as our Milky Way galaxy merges with its neighbors and distant galaxies recede beyond view. The quickening expansion will eventually pull galaxies apart faster than light, causing them to drop out of view. This process eliminates reference points for measuring expansion and dilutes the distinctive products of the Big Bang to nothingness. In short, it erases all the signs that a Big Bang ever occurred. To our distant descendants, the universe will look like a small puddle of stars in an endless, changeless void. Holy fuck. (laughs) It's so scary. All right, another fun fact. Space and being in it. Can change your DNA. Oh wow! Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, but the reasons why are a little interesting. Mark and Scott Kelly are identical twins, but Scott spent a year in space while Mark stayed on Earth as part of a research experiment on the effects of space travel on the human body using twins. Sure. After returning to Earth, Scott started the process of readapting to Earth's gravity. Most of the biological changes he experienced in space quickly returned to his near uh, to nearly his pre-flight status. Some changes returned to a baseline within hours or days of landing, while a few persisted after six months. Basically, Scott's telomeres, which are the end caps of chromosomes that shorten as one ages and like control 
the rapidity of aging on the body, um, actually became significantly longer in space. Weird. There's, like, a huge, like... There's like a health movement out there where people think that you can do things to lengthen your telomeres, and that's why, like, what's to the benefit? Prevent the prevent aging, basically. Oh, okay. um, and I think the deal with lobsters, why they can live so long, is that their telomeres are really long. Weird. Um, oh, I don't like thinking about long telomeres. I know there are long things in you. Um, additionally, the majority of those telomeres shortened within two days of his return to Earth. Um, wow. And, yeah. So they, like, got longer while he was there, and as soon as he got back, they were like, no. Aliens definitely have the longest telomeres They live forever, dude. Yeah. Um, another interesting finding concerned what some call the space gene. Researchers now know that 93% of Scott's genes return to normal after landing, but the remaining 7% point to possible long-term changes in genes related to his immune system, DNA repair, bone formation networks, hypoxia, and hypercapnia. I don't know what that last one is. Wow. Um, so, yeah, his DNA is, like, permanently changed just from being in space for a year. Wow. Crazy. All right, next wow. up. Space has a sound and a smell. No. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Mm. When astronauts return from spacewalks and remove their helmets, they're welcome back with a peculiar smell, an odor that is distinct and weird, something they have described like seared steak. Also, what? hot metal and also welding fumes. Space what? astronaut Tony Antonelli has said definitely has a smell that's different than anything else. Um, three-time spacewalker Thomas Jones said it carries a distinct odor of ozone, a faint acrid smell, and elaborated it smells a little like gunpowder and is sulfurous. Sulfurous. Wow. And as for the sound... Interstellar gas is actually dense enough to carry sound waves, just not sound perceptible to humans. Around 250 million light years away at the center of a cluster of, a thousand, of thousands of galaxies, a supermassive black hole hums to itself <gasps> the deepest note the universe has ever heard as far as we know. The note is a B-flat, about 57 octaves below middle C, which is about a million billion times deeper than the lowest frequency sound we can hear, and that is an actual number from an actual scientist. <laughs> it hums to itself. How? I, interstellar gas somehow. I don't know. I was about to say that knowing that space have a, has a sound and a smell actually makes it less scary, but I take it back. Right. It's like, where is it coming from? Where is the hum? Who can hear it? What's, yeah. It's For so scary. Does the hum toll? I, all of us. Uh, I'm so. I. I'm so. I. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. Thinking about. I can't. I know. It's just humming and humming. Well, oh speaking God. of sounds, I'm gonna try to do it. Ready? Yeah. <sighs> Stephanie, no, it's too low. <sighs> My ears can't even hear it. Just it's 57 million billion octaves lower than um, what I can hear. Can you even hear that, everyone? No, it's upsetting. It's upsetting okay. the cat who's come over oh, here. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. Hello. Actually, maybe maybe likes it. Do you like that? Um, she does seem to like it. Um, 
Maybe she thinks we're meditating. Probably our vibrations are oh, pretty yeah, resonant. She probably she likes like it. that. All right. Well, next up, we're going to talk about the wow signal. Oh, no. The wow signal was a strong, narrow-band radio signal received on August 15th, 1977 by Ohio State University's Big Ear Radio Telescope, then was used to support the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Wow. The signal appeared to come from the direction of the constellation Sagittarius and bore the expected hallmarks of extraterrestrial origin. Tell me the hallmarks. Well, astronomer Jerry Amen discovered the anomaly a few days later while reviewing the recorded data. He was so impressed by the result that he circled it on the printout and wrote the comment, Wow! Leading to its <laughs> name. Wow! The sequence lasted for uh, 72 seconds. Um, but has not been detected since, despite several subsequent attempts by Eamon and others. Uh, many hypotheses have been advanced by the origin of it, including natural and human-made sources, but none of them adequately explain the signal. Although it had no detectable modulation, a technique used to transmit information over radio waves, it remains the strongest candidate for an alien radio transmission ever detected. I mean, I'll say it again, wow. 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 I know. I am unclear about what makes it so impressive, but I guess it just ha- can, like seems like a radio wave coming from Do you know why I want to find aliens? What? I want them to explain space. I don't know if they're going to be able to. They'll at least be able to explain their side of space. That's true. I want to hear their side of it. If an alien came to me right now and was like, explain your side of space, I'd be like, um... I know that there's a really low note coming from somewhere. Do you know about that, I would, too? I would just tell them about gravity, mm-hmm. our Earth, our solar system. I would show them the Big Dipper. Yeah, I'd show them. I would show tell them, them about moon stuff. Yeah, tides. I'd, about breathing. Is that a space thing? <laughs> yes. Not all of... The rest of the planets don't have oxygen. That's true. I'd be like, this is the planet with oxygen. Mm, that's we true. We need it. Yeah. yeah. And then the other ones, no. They don't need it. No. There's nothing on them. I assume an alien doesn't need oxygen, but maybe they just come from a place that yeah, has maybe. it. I don't know. That's the thing, dude. We just don't know. I know. I know. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about dark flow. Oh no, that's like when <laughs> disgusting. When you're on the dance floor and you start doing some really gross moves. No. That's a, that is illegal. That's dark flow. We, <laughs> gross. We can't see what lies beyond the visible horizon of our universe simply because light emitted beyond that horizon has not had time to reach us. Despite it being out of sight, we've always assumed that space um, just continues with the same kind of things wherever uh-huh. you go in the universe. So, Operating on that assumption, a recent finding by Sasha Kalinsky at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland does not make sense. His team found a group of galaxy clusters moving at an extraordinary speed toward a small patch of sky between the constellations of Centaurus and Vela. Kuschlinski, sorry, it's Kuschlinski, calls it the dark flow in tribute to other cosmic mysteries, dark matter, and dark energy. There's no obvious reason why the clusters should be moving at huge or at such breakneck speeds unless they're experiencing an unusually strong pull from something beyond the visible horizon. No. But what is it? The most obvious answer is that there has to be something big out there 
bigger than anything in the known universe, imposing a kind of tilt on the universe, causing matter to move in one particular direction. No. Um, Quote, the most plausible explanation for this propulsive energy is that the monster object was given a kick by gravitational waves unleashed by the merger of two hefty black holes at the center of the host galaxy. So there's some giant thing there that is kind of like if you put a heavy thing on a pillow and things start rolling towards it. No. I'm sorry. No! I'm sorry. All right, next up. Some precious metals are from space. This one is more fun. That one's fun. Platinum and gold most likely arrived on Earth in a furious meteoric bombardment 200 million years after the planet's formation. Very fun. Yeah, as reported by Matthias Wilbold. According to standard planetary formation models, the gold, platinum, and tungsten that were present when Earth was born should have quickly bonded to iron and sunk into the planet's core. Those precious metals are thousands of times more prevalent on the surface of Earth than they should be. And in the man- and in Earth's mantle as well, Wilbold proposes that a colossal meteor shower four billion years ago deposited the additional metals. I do like being a space scientist, so you can be like, "What's my theory? Gold is an alien. A bunch of gold rain happened. Gold, four gold billion gold years rain down. Ago. Yep. Prove that gold it didn't. rain. Prove that it did. I rest my case, mm-hmm. and then no proof needs to be had. No, you just show them a star chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, okay, here, I will, uh, I'll end on this. If you get sucked into a black hole. Tell me what to do. There's a long-standing view about what would happen if you fell into a black hole. At first, you wouldn't notice much of anything, but the black hole's gravity gets stronger and stronger, and eventually you pass a point of no return. Uh, physicist Leonard Susskind says, it's kind of like you're rowing on Niagara Falls, and you pass the point where you can... Uh, where you can row fast enough to escape the current. You're doomed at that point, but passing the point of no return, you wouldn't even notice it. Now, it kind of reminds me of on Everest when you walk too far and you, like, don't yeah. realize that you're going too far. Now you can't get out, and gravity from the black hole starts to pull on your feet more than your head. The gravity wants to stretch you out in one direction and squeeze you in another, says Joe Polchinski, a physicist at the University of California, Santa Barbara, the technical term for that kind of stretching is spaghettification. That isn't real. That is real, dude. No. It is real. Can you live th- can you live through spaghettification? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Says it would be medieval like something on Game of Thrones. Even scarier though, from a viewer's perspective, not in the black hole. Not in the gravity of the black hole. You wouldn't disappear. Your body would appear to freeze frame and then slowly turn red as you continue past the event horizon to your inevitable death. Wait, but how would you just get into a black hole? You just, like, if you're floating around in space on, like, your spaceship or whatever, and you you might not even notice it because you accidentally get into the orbit of it. It has a gravitational pull. So by the time you notice it, it's already too late. And it doesn't look like anything? I don't think so. Like, you have to be able to, you have to be looking for a black hole to detect. And you would only notice it when your feet start getting really long and spaghettified. And you turn into a spaghetti? You turn into a spaghetti. I hate space. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you do I hope the black holes don't start just happening here. Spaghettification is real. Wait, I'm going to read you the definition of it. No, 
No, Robin, this is the to. scariest thing you've done. I'm sorry. In astrophysics spaghettification, this. sometimes referred to as the noodle effect. No! Is the vertical stretching and horizontal compression of objects into long, thin shapes like spaghetti no. in a very strong, non-homogeneous gravitational no. field. In most extreme cases, near black holes, the stretching is so powerful that no object can withstand it, no matter how oh, strong its components. Has anyone been spaghettified? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. Stephen Hawking described the flight of a fictional uh, astronaut who, passing within a black hole's event horizon, is stretched like spaghetti uh, from head to toe. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. I'm this sorry, is but horrible. It, it doesn't just happen to people. It happens to stars. It happens to galaxies. It just, it, it, you can't escape it. You can't escape the spaghettification. I hate it. I'm sorry. I hate it. It's it's not fair. It's not it's fair. It's not fair at all. Yeah, no, um, it, black holes really do scare me. They really, really black do. Black holes really scare me. Yeah. And I don't like it, and I'm, I'm looking at a picture of one right now, and I don't like it. Do you, And you know about the singularity, oh, right? No. Uh, the singularity is a location in space-time where the gravitational field of a celestial body is predicted to become infinite by general relativity. Um, basically, I think that, uh, like, let's see. When, when an object becomes a black hole, a singularity is formed. Let me see. I hate it. I need to put this in like five. I hate nine. it. Black hole sun. Yeah, black hole sun. Uh oh, okay. This is different from the singularity that I'm thinking of. I don't like it. I really don't. Yeah. Alright, I was thinking of a different singularity, but that's also scary. The singularity I'm thinking of is when we become one with machines. That's different. It's oh. different. It's different. It's fine. This is a gravitational singularity. NM, NM. Ignore that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really bothered. Well, but thank you. And I'm never going to space if I can avoid it. Um, we'll have to talk about it off mic. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you will not get spaghettified. You can't guarantee that. Also, there's nothing haunted in space almost. That's not true, Stephanie. There are so many haunted things in space. Are you joking me? I know that you're right. But I just, they're they're haunted in a way that I don't understand. And that's why it frightens me. There are lots of Sometimes I'll just get upset looking at the sky. Mm hmm. There are lots of scary Ugh. things in the sky and in space. The stars are beautiful, but think about it. You I know? know. I know. They're yeah. really scary. Space is and scary. And they themselves are dead. I remember in seventh grade, we had to watch that one movie where the man's helmet breaks. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He yeah. gets untethered from the spaceship, and then his wife is watching, and he just takes off his helmet, and his face becomes wood. Yeah. I don't like that. I hate anything where somebody is I just couldn't believe alone in space. it seeing that in seventh grade. Floating alone in space is one of the scariest things I could think of. Oh my of. god, oh my god, oh my god. Um, Why are they like only connected breaking? by like one rope? Or like getting a hole in your suit or oh getting a hole in the ship and getting sucked out like oh a pin sized hole. Oh my god. Yeah, it would happen. 
I think. Oh my god. I don't know. There's no oh my going. god. Uh, I know what. Uh, no, getting disconnected from the ship is the scariest thing in the world. I know. Think about all the poor dogs and monkeys that we sent up there alone who didn't know what we're going what was going on. Humanity will get its comeuppance for yeah, that. That's true. I'm so upset. I know, I'm sorry. It's okay. Didn't I didn't even know the space was gonna get me like this really. It's scary. It's really big, you know? And mm-hmm. it's always right there. It's like right there. It's almost not fair that we should know. That's true. I feel like NASA should keep a lot of this to themselves. Not all of us want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I reserve the right to not know. Not all of us want to know about space, okay, Don't NASA? Tell me. Okay? Unless I ask. Just tell me if I need to, like, move my house or get prepared for an explosion of some kind. No, honestly, don't tell me if I need to get prepared for a space explosion. If I, if I'm not going to be oh, prepared. Look, if I could, like, prevent dying in it, okay. But, yeah, if, but not, if it's just like, hey, heads up. If like, this is it for me, don't tell me. Like that time when everybody in Hawaii got an accidental yes. alert saying incoming missile. Yeah. Yeah, don't send me that. If it's a space-related thing, don't send me that. Don't send, don't send me it even if it's really happening, because I'm going to be like... If it's fully not possible like, for me to I'm survive like, the space event, don't tell me. Yeah. If there's any chance I could be okay, I do want to know. Mm-hmm. But if it's really over, I don't want to know. No, heavens no. No. Oh, what man. a nightmare. I mean, what's your tip? Man, now I'm just sad thinking about if I get an incoming missile text, because I think if it happens and I'm home... I'm not going to be able to catch the cat. I'll be too freaked out. I won't be able to get her. You will. Nice you could do what I do, nice which is, uh, I've thought about this a lot. Anytime I need to get blue, I take a towel, and I get him with some treats. I trick him with some treats, and then I swaddle him in the towel like a burrito. I know, but I'll be too scared to act calm enough to catch her. I think you'll be, I think you'll be calm. More calm than you think. Do you think that? I do. Well, I guess we'll I think see. you'll go into fast action My mode. Sweet baby. She'll it be okay. Can't happen. Now I'm scared thinking about an incoming missile. Oh god, same. Um fuck. My tip is you can't avoid spaghettification. So don't so stop trying. Yeah, I guess my tip is just like um only go to space if you're ready to become spaghetti. Yeah, or if you're ready to live forever. Yeah. Because your telomeres get long. Yeah. But both of them seem not great. No. Mm. I know. I am upset We are nothing. I am upset now. Oh, man, I'm upset. Yeah, I think also my, you know, my my tip was going to be don't mess with a fairy fort, but at the same time, it's kind of like... When there's black holes and spaghettification. Like, what does anything What does matter? any of this mean? What does it matter? I guess uh, in 2020. Yeah. My goal. Yes. Is to shut down all the black holes. I think that's a great idea. Plug them up. I guess my goal would be destroy all missiles. Oh, yeah. That's a great goal. I can't have one heading Destroy them by just like disarming them. I guess so. I don't really have a great plan. But I am upset. Okay, well, we've really done it now. Anyway, everyone, we're sorry. I'm sorry, guys. We're sorry about it. I'm upset. I'm upset, too, and we've done it to ourselves. But you know what? We love you a lot. 
We love you. We love you a lot. And it's going to be a good 20 times. I don't know if thinking about cats is going to hurt or help me right now. I don't think you should think about it. To me, it's the scariest space. Ugh. Which one is less scary? There's no way of knowing. There's no way to know. Ugh. All right. Yeah, we will see you in the new year. And we'll also follow us on all the things. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's Spirit Podcast on Instagram. That's spiritpodcast at gmail.com. Spirit Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's spiritpodcast.com. Did I already say that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm I don't know. So full of I can't. Fear. I, my, my mind is racing. Yep. Uh, we love you and we'll see you in love hell. You. Or the see black hole. Hell. Whichever Cats comes is first. Hell. Space is hell. Cats is hell. Space is hell. Cats is space. Ah! Bye. Bye.